I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things we preach all the time is bet the bad teams. There are exceptions. Raiders have lost the last five games by 14-plus points. So five straight by two touchdowns or more. Only the second team this century to do so. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Week 11 in the NFL kicked off on Thursday night. It was the Seahawks beating the Packers. The betting line opened at Seahawks minus 2.5. It closed at minus 3 on pregame.com. The final score... Seahawks 27-24. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the Seattle win last night? Yeah, it's it's one, and we're going to start with this because anyone that listened on Wednesday and anyone that listened on Thursday knows the following. On Wednesday, we recommended Fezzik and I bet Seattle favored by two and a half. On Thursday, the line was three everywhere as represented up on the website, and we told you maybe, maybe put a little pizza money on Seattle, but the value was gone. And a lot of people are like, wait, how could a half a point be that much value? And that's the key. In the NFL, three is the most valuable number for betters. Why? More games end with a margin of victory of three than any other number. Laying two and a half is so much better than laying three. And right now, I want it's kind of like the hot stove and the child. You can tell that child, Fez, how old's your boy? Seven. And you can tell 
that seven-year-old, very intelligent, plays chess, the whole thing. Hey, don't do that. But once they put their hands up and burn them, that teaches them a lesson. A little bit more than just the words, wouldn't you say? Not going to touch that stove for at least another couple years. (laughs) (laughs) That's some stubborn kids, maybe a couple weeks, but it's going to be a lesson. If you bet Seattle lane three, and right now you pushed, you tied, you kissed your sister, you could say. Even more importantly, you have no additional money in your pocket. Fez and I, right now, I have the money. We actually have in our pocket, literally, the money we bet. And I can, in fact, I'm going to pull it out. And I'm going to bang it against the mic. One second. That's the money we won laying two and a half. You didn't. Now, take that lesson with you. We're not bragging. It's not anything other than you can't take the worst of it if you want to win. If it's pizza money, okay, fine. Right, you got enough to buy pizza anyway. Put 10 bucks on it, whatever. If you're betting money that matters to you, and you didn't get the two and a half. You made a mistake. Try not to make it again. And the rule is simple. Once you like a game, bet it as early as possible, like we said yesterday, because the line gets more accurate. It gets tougher closer to game time. So if you're on the right side, Seattle in this case, it's gonna get it's gonna be a disadvantage more times than not for Seattle the longer you wait. Why? Because Seattle was the right side. That's it. No more preaching, but feel it. Feel it if you didn't win yesterday. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Fez, I think the takeaway on this game is going to surprise some people. I think there's two ways to look at the results on Thursday night football. One is what does it mean to the standings? What does it mean to the playoff hunt? But also, what does it mean to how good we perceive these teams to be. What did we learn about Green Bay? What did we learn about Seattle? Starting there, I would make the case we didn't learn much. Meaning, in my power ratings, I have not upgraded Seattle. And in my power ratings, I have not downgraded Green Bay. I've kept them both exactly where I had them coming into the game. Agree, disagree? Agree, I did the same. All right, so why? Because Seattle won. It's because, one, they were home. Line was two and a half, then three, so they met expectations. But I'm going to say something that might really surprise the national audience out there. I'm going to say the following. If I had to upgrade somebody, and I had to downgrade somebody, one of these teams, I would upgrade Green Bay a half a point. If I had to, some people do power ratings like to the hundredth of a point. If I did that, I would upgrade maybe a tenth of tenth of a point Green Bay and downgrade Seattle about a tenth of a point. Why? Couple reasons. One, Seattle's home field advantage is the best in the NFL, especially on a primetime game. So the fact they had to come back and just win by three means Green Bay played better than maybe it seems. The fact that Green Bay was playing their third road game out of four, and it was on short week with half rest, three days rest instead of six, you add that all up, 
I feel like Green Bay, I thought Seattle was going to win much more easily. So if anything, when it comes to how good the teams are, give Green Bay the nod a little, a little upgrade, maybe. But boy, when it comes to standings, you still got Green Bay now, the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. If you had to upgrade a team, who would it be, Fez? Yeah, I would upgrade Green Bay. It feels a lot similar to me, RJ, as did the – remember when the Vikings on Thursday went to the Rams and they lost by seven, but it was a really tough spot, and we said, you know what? Maybe even though it landed on the number, maybe the Vikings are a little better than we thought. Agreed, especially with them losing that game. The Vikings or the Bills the Sunday before, which was a big distraction in itself once it happened. Last thing about Green Bay – Aaron Rodgers, we know by all accounts, not a great season for team unity, for belief in the Packer way. You got to wonder. Now, they do have the Vikings next next week, so big divisional game. But I'm looking for when Aaron Rodgers maybe gives up on this season, or at least for a game or two. I'm not sure about the motivation. So to recap, obviously great for Seattle when it comes to the playoff hunt. But boy, Green Bay put up a heck of a fight. It was such a difficult situational spot. It's hard to blame Green Bay too much for this loss. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Eagles go to New Orleans to take on the 8-1 and one Saints. This is a 425 Eastern time kickoff this Sunday on Fox, and the Saints are an 8.5-point favorite. RJ, the defending Super Bowl champs are getting over a touchdown on the road. Please explain why. Yeah, this is one of those lines that the uninitiated are going to say, wow, wow, I think this line makes sense. Fez, and I'm going to come at it from two different directions. One is the idea that that Philadelphia, they won the Super Bowl. They've got the Lombardi Trophy. They had the parade. But they were one of eight or so teams that could have won it last year. And quite frankly, there's no sense even in hindsight they were clearly the best team. They won the game, give them credit. Just like the Bills beat the Vikings, give them credit, doesn't mean that is the only truth out there. It means it was one game. And think of all the seven-game series we have in the NBA playoffs. How often is there a sweep? When Seattle and Michael Jordan and the Bulls played and it was 4-2, no one said, oh, Seattle's better. But if somehow, someway, remember when the Lakers played, I think it was the 76ers with Iverson and The Lakers had one of the best teams in memory, and the Sixers won the first game. I think they were like a 12 or 13-point underdog. I'm just remembering. Imagine if it's the NFL. Sixers' best team. No, Lakers are better. Nope. Count the ring, baby. (laughs) Scoreboard. Okay, I get it. NFL is what it is, but it doesn't mean Philly was that much better than anyone else. In fact, if Carson Wentz, and let me ask you this question, were healthy last year, and Philly was hosting, as they would have, the championship game in the NFC against Minnesota, what would the line have been, Fez? Philly would have been a tiny favorite. Like a one-point favorite? Yes. So saying home field's three, Minnesota was considered to be the better team, even over the Eagles with Wentz. Very much so. Okay. Doesn't take away from the title. It just means this was one of the eight or so teams that had good fortune. Eight or so teams could have won it. Philly was one of them. 
they had good fortune. Now, though, they're having the opposite, bad fortune. Why? Two games with Foles, not great at all to start the year. At least two games with Wentz, far less than 100%. And now that's about half the season up to this point. And injuries, running backs, pros, linemen, and now one of the most injured units in all of the NFL are the D-backs for Philadelphia. So the idea they're getting over a touchdown, the Eagles, the defending champions, surprising on the surface. But considering they weren't a dominant team, Philly, last year, and considering the fact that as much good fortune as they had last year to win some of those games, they have had bad fortune this year. Doesn't surprise me at all. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree. In my power ratings, in fact, I make this game seven and a half. So the current line of eight to eight and a half, pretty close to matching my power ratings. Now, quickly from the other perspective, the Saints, and I'm going to say this plainly with no emotion in my voice. Drew Brees could be having the greatest season in the history of the NFL. In fact, if you just look at quarterback rating through nine games, the best quarterback rating of any quarterback in the history of the NFL. This is an amazing season. Amazingly, it's not getting enough attention. I think soon enough it will. So if you have a historically good quarterback, and he is in his career, but this year, a historically good season for a quarterback. And that's what you got with the Saints. And you've got a good team, but not a great team in the Eagles with a banged up secondary like you've never seen. And an amazing home field for the Saints. Boy, if this line weren't over a touchdown, I'd be making a monster bet on the Saints. A six and a half, Fez. You making a monster bet on the Saints? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. So, guys, this line might not make sense on first glance, but from a Vegas perspective, it certainly does. The Eagles being over a touchdown underdogs in New Orleans. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Here on Straight Out of Vegas, it is Pick Palooza here on Fox Sports Radio, and we get it started in Detroit. Where the Carolina Panthers on the road are a four and a half point favorite over the Lions. And I love the idea. We call it the wisest wise guy wisdom. What's the concept? The concept is in each game, this is the one thing the wise guys feel strongest about that's important in the game. With the Lions, it's the run defense. Horrible, horrible run defense for the Lions. Carolina, what do they do well? They run the ball. Very well. To me, this line, Carolina being such a big favor on the road, looks a little high. I think it's right. Cause of matchups. Matchup advantage, Carolina over the Lions. The Falcons, a three and a half point favorite at home over the Cowboys. And this is a trend that no one else has. We broke this earlier in the week. Before Thanksgiving, it's the perfect trend. And it applies to Atlanta. Here it is. If you have next week a scheduled game on Thursday, next week, and you're favored this week, you are 42% against the spread as a favorite this week. And that's over 200 games. Now, the one exception, we took the Cowboys out of there and the Lions. Why? 
because they play on Thursday every year. They're used to it. So this applies to Thanksgiving and also the other Thursdays. But these this team is so used to it. Detroit and Dallas, historically going 30 years back, they're okay. They're about break even. Every other team favored the week before and then playing the next Thursday, 42% against the spread. What's the logic? You're looking ahead. It's a situation you're not used to. It's a stressful situation playing that next Thursday. And if you're favored, you tend to look ahead. Atlanta, favored here, playing on Thursday, Thanksgiving, disadvantaged Falcons. RJ, I'd love to give you a line on the Bengals and the Ravens, but unfortunately, the Ravens have announced a quarterback. So what do we do? We just got to wait? No, well, we can wait on the line, but we can figure out the quarterback because luckily we happen to have the only two-time Super Contest champion, the biggest NFL handicapping contest in the world here. Okay, Fez, give me the Vegas perspective. Flacco, RG3, Lamar Jackson. How do they rank and what's the point differential? Flacco, clear-cut number one. RG3 would be a a two-and-a-half-point downgrade. Two-and-a-half points. Lamar Jackson, a a three-and-a-half-point downgrade. So even more of an adjustment than RG3, but looks like Jackson's going to get the start. So we're saying all this clamoring for Lamar Jackson and Vegas considers him to be, today, this week, a lesser quarterback than RG3. Is it is it 2013? <laughs> wow. Sunday night football, the Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Vikings. To me, with, with the Bears and the Vikings, I think one of the drivers here is how bad the Bears' opponents have been, especially the opponents the Bears have beaten or beat. We still haven't figured that one out, Brad. Brad's a beaten guy. (laughs) Their opponents that they beat, the Bears, are 18 and 37 this season, straight up. 18 and 37, and not a single one of them have a winning record or even a 500 record. Every team the Bears have beat are a losing team. So give the Bears credit, but they don't have even close to a signature win. Only favored by two, two and a half here against a very good Vikings team. The Indianapolis Colts are a one and a half point favorite hosting the Tennessee Titans. Fez, you got a good one on this. Jump in. Yeah, so Andrew Luck has not been sacked his last 185 pass plays. What's happening? Well, he got his starting left tackle back, who was out until October 14th. That is really improving the Indy offense. Yeah, so this is a team that obviously the Colts, Andrew Luck, throws the ball like crazy, and now it's been four straight games during that run that Andrew Luck has not been sacked a single time. That's impressive. Good thing for the Colts. The Texans a three-point favorite at the Redskins. Now, this is a trend. In fact, Colin Cowherd's pick number six involves this game. So I'm not going to step on an amazing trend there. This is what I'm going to say about this game right now. Fez, I believe the following. The Houston Texans, their true strength is the most disconnected from their record of any team in the NFL. If you say... Stack ranked the teams by record, best record, followed by worst records. Then stack ranked the teams in your power rankings. I would make the case the Texans, obviously a lot of wins, but not 
even much of a, yeah, maybe an above average team, but not much more. Agree, disagree. Agree. Six and three team, only my number 13 team in the NFL in so, rankings. So six and three and barely better than an average NFL team, the Houston Texans. Yes. And the reason for that? They've had four games that could have went either way. We call them coin flip games. The Texans are 4-0 in those coin flip games. But remember, Washington is also 6-3, and three, and with their decimation on the O-line, they are the most overrated team of all these 6-3 and three teams. Now, I agree with that. Of all the 6 we're having a debate about the 6-3 and three team? Of all the winning teams. <laughs> you, know, you know what we should do, Jonas? Let's really dig into the 6-3 and three teams. That said, this is what we'll say about the Skins. The Skins... The amount they're overrated is driven by the current injury situation. With Houston, I think it's a fundamental element of this team. They're just not as good as their record. The Giants, winless at home, are a point-and-a-half favorite hosting the Buccaneers. I, you know, listen, I'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy at all. I want to make money, not talk about funny theories. But I really believe that Coach Cutter taking over the play calling Right now, Tampa Bay, you can go look it up, gains the most yards per game of any team in the NFL. So you could say by that metric, and many use that metric to say, best offense in the NFL, Tampa Bay. And somehow the coach, the head coach decides, you know what I should we should do? Let's change up what we're doing <laughs> in the one in the thing we're actually the best in the NFL at. It, that's a sign either of an irrational coach. Or some real turmoil with Winston, his fifth-year option. Why isn't he playing? He's not playing because if he gets hurt, that fifth year is guaranteed for over $20 million. So they're not literally playing Winston out of fear he'd get hurt and they'd be on the hook for him next year. That's a team not focused on winning. It's a team focused on other things. To me, Tampa is a team in a lot of turmoil Internally, you're not hearing much about. The Chargers are hosting the Broncos. L.A., a seven-point favorite. Denver on the road. Two and 12 straight up their last 14. Three and 11 against the spread. Chargers have not won a division road game in the past three seasons. 2018, zero wins. Divisional road. 2017, Fez. How many? Zero. 2016. Denver doesn't win on the road. 2016. <laughs> Zero. Zero. That's it. Three C. <laughs> Brad, let's try this real quick. 2016, how many wins did Denver have on the road? Zero. There we go. Amazing. And here they are. Only a seven-point dog against a Chargers team? I would make the case, and I actually talked to Colin about this today on our segment, if you say Chargers 1 through 32 on offense, where do you put them fast? Just gut feeling. Five. Defense 1 through 32. 11. 11. Ooh. I think their defense maybe six, seven. I would make the case in the weaker unit. All right. And let's agree, Dem or uh, Chargers, the defense is the weaker unit. With the weaker unit, I would make the case that that unit is best, the weaker unit, on the Chargers, meaning no other team has their second-best unit better than the Chargers, which maybe is, let's call them 8-9-10. Can you think of a team? I cannot, and Bosa may well be coming back. That D will get better. The Cardinals are hosting the Raiders. Arizona, a 5.5-point favorite at home. 
One of the things we preach all the time is bet the bad teams. There are exceptions. Raiders have lost the last five games by 14-plus points. So five straight by two touchdowns or more. Only the second team this century to do so. In fact, in the last nine quarters, the Raiders have been outscored by 66 points in two games and change. So if you look at the database, teams that are this bad, I mean this bad, oftentimes you should bet against. Even though with just regular bad teams, we tend to bet on them because we think the public overreacts to them being bad. But when it comes to these historically bad teams against the spread, they're actually losers. And finally, the Steelers at the Jaguars. Pittsburgh, a five and a half point favorite on the road. And we'll make this a question. We know the Steelers lost twice, both times as two touchdown favorites to Jacksonville last year. Some handicappers would say, revenge, Steelers are motivated. Other handicappers would say, Wait a minute, that's a sign of a fundamental matchup advantage that Jacksonville has against Pittsburgh. Same coaches, generally same players. I think it's more about a matchup advantage. Fez, in our Super Contest, we had Jacksonville, and I think that probably is the right pick in the game. Not the revenge, rather matchup edge for the Jags. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.